At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host in Denver, Colorado today is James Salinas. Uh, Building on this conversation about Major League Baseball and trying to cap it, trying to make a bet on on the game right now, uh, obviously substances on the baseball has um, led to some more clampdown, even though there was a memo prior to the season going out to the clubs, James, uh, warning them not to. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, I mean, this guy is incredible. I don't want this to diminish what type of pitcher he is. That guy is dominant. Uh, And certainly now with the uh, substance issue, uh, you look at Jacob, uh, Jacob DeGrom, I don't know if people will look at him differently, but certainly Garrett Cole and some other pitchers that do rely on that spin rate. Well, and totally to, to Adam's point in the last segment in the last hour that he talked about, he talked about Garrett Cole. Now, mm-hmm. has he been using these substances? We don't know, but we know how Major League Baseball has been for decades. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, and you send all the memos out. If you don't know that the memos that don't do it, well, what is, it, what is the repercussion if you do? What is the repercussion if you get caught doing this? We know with PEDs, uh, there's various uh, 60-day suspension, variety of different things that happen. That's 
clear. Players know, and you know what? Players were still doing that and and getting tagged and and getting suspended for sixty days. That cost them a lot of money doing those things. But I think for each player, this is going to be something that if they were, if this is something that because they're doing this now, or at least Major League Baseball is now, because forget the memo. Now they're publicly stating it. They're given. They're empowering the umpires to to make a determination and use their you know use their judgment on their own autonomy. They don't have to have it. it doesn't have to be questioned by one of the opposing managers. The umpires have that empowerment to do that themselves. But what does that mean for somebody going forward? What does that mean? How do they tell? And then what is the punishment if you if you get pinched doing that? I think that's the key. What is the punishment? Because I think players are still going to continue to do this. Now, did that impact Garrett Cole yesterday? Was that a result of him not using any kind? Was he using substances before? We don't know. Did that yesterday with that news, did that impact the fact that maybe he didn't use it yesterday? And then he goes out and he had, give, he had had 10 out of 11 quality starts rolling into that start yesterday against Tampa and then got tagged for five earned runs and only went five innings and he did have seven strikeouts but that was against uh, typically the, the Tampa is the is leads the league in strikeouts so I think honestly Pritch this is something for me uh, that's been bad especially who's bets unders a lot we talk about mm-hmm. that a lot right and I bet a lot of unders here and I'm always <laughs> reliant like most betters on starting pitching I'm going to have to reassess this, and I'm going to have to take – this is going to take some time to go through it. And then I think the other piece, too, is because we don't know, but who did it, how did it impact, and how did it influence this game going forward? You think about Cy Young, and you can bet on Cy Young award winners. You just talked about DeGrom. We also talked about Garrett Cole. Both of those guys in their respective leagues in the American and the National League are favorites to win the Cy Young award at $1.40 and $1.45 for DeGrom. What happens if that something happens here and they get popped? They get busted for using that, and there's some kind of suspension. Now you've got a bet tied to a Cy Young Award winner. That are you going to get a Cy Young Award if and it, because it is subjective in nature when you get voted on. Right now, if you've been using substances, what happens there? So many things to unpack with this news yesterday from Major League Baseball. I know, James. You know the whole integrity of the game thing too comes into question um, because my sport, for instance, offensive linemen, they would put Vaseline all over their uniform. It'd be tight as can be, so uh, nobody could grab them. Nobody could get that extra leverage and, and probably give them an advantage. But yet, that's not really thought of as cheating, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, maybe deflating a football is cheating in cold weather. Um, but putting Vaseline on a uniform, that's not cheating, though. Vaseline? What about Stick'em? Stick'em, too. Right? I, I can yeah. think, think of Bolitnikoff and, and Lester Hayes for the sure. Raiders. They were covered in that stuff. But I think this is kind of what we've seen, especially thinking about Major League Baseball. Yeah. Because of all the different – there's so many different ways that you can get an advantage both offensively and right. and from this standpoint as at, on the mound as a pitcher to get an advantage. And that's something that's been going on for a long time now yeah. with these substances and getting that spin rate. I think that is really impactful because to Adam's point – it does impact the the not only where the ball breaks, but how right. the hitters can see the see the hole in the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're monsters on the mound anyway uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. James, the uh, NHL playoffs have not disappointed at all. Um, the Boston Bruins, they defeated the Islanders. Uh, 2-1 to one in overtime, a great, great game. Uh, Boston now leads the series. Have you participated uh, in this game or in this series, uh, rather? And certainly, or is it a game-to-game proposition for you when it comes to betting? It has been, and I have not 
participated okay. yet. I thought this was going to be a series that was really going to be a, a great grind of a series, and that's exactly what it's been. And mm-hmm. uh, last night's game, again, same type of thing. It really was close. All these games are, especially now, these teams are so evenly matched. They're so good, and it's uh, thinking about hockey. It, it's it could, a, a puck could get deflected off a, a, a high stick, off a skate. You, you're creating traffic in front of the net. We talked about earlier the uh, sometimes that that home home ice advantage when it comes to officiating. Maybe that that officiating bias for the home team sometimes those play into that too. Here for the Islanders, I was looking. Maybe if I was, I still think this is going to be a series that is going to go. Even though now Boston regained the the series lead here. I just feel like this is a, a series that's going to go seven games. And I did favor the Islanders going into the series, even though with Boston, uh, their propensity to score, especially that that first line, the top line in hockey, really, in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And they're terrific, and they've been terrific all season. Here, though, the way that the Islanders play uh, leads them to play tight games, close games with Barry Trotz and the way that they'll really just muck it up on their, within their own blue line. Kind of thinking here, I was looking at a few alternate series prices, Pritch, and which way if I was going to get involved, because I'm not right now, but if I was going to get involved, I was looking at, well, if this series does go seven games, uh, maybe I can get myself in a position where I can get a, a pretty good hedge play for both sides if I took the Islanders here, which right now for the Islanders to win in seven games, it's plus six fifty. I feel like this this series just smells like doesn't it? Pr- it does. Pritch, this series yeah. just smells like it's going seven games. So if I can get a side with the Islanders plus six fifty to win in seven games, and we get to that seventh game, and now obviously it's a plus price, and you have to take a risk to do that. But if we get to that point, and now you've got the Bruins at home to clinch, what can I do on the other side to get myself a pretty nice heads position? Position. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I'm looking at with this series going. Forward. I like it. I am worried about Varley a little bit though. Uh, I thought that overtime goal uh, that he let go by him from that angle. I mean, he could have he could have gloved that. I thought, right? I mean, uh, but he let that go over his shoulder into the net. I'm a little worried about him right now. Yeah, and, and that's where it's the goaltending piece. Yeah, I think the with with Rask on the other side mm-hmm. and a, a, a proven winner there for for Boston. I. That that's always a challenge, and I think yeah, goaltending is a big piece when we're looking at a hockey handicap. Probably starting from the goalie out as opposed from the front line in. And yeah, I think that's the bigger mismatch there with with Rask in in goal for the Bruins and some of the struggles we've seen with the Islanders in goal so far, in particular last night. But for for a coach like Trotz, I think this is just somebody that they we know what the identity of that team is, and it's just these are going to be one goal affairs, and it can take something. And in this case, there. Not a good play from Varley on in the back end and in, in between the pipes, but I still just think this game just this series just feels like it's it smells to me like it's going seven. So that's where I'm going to try to look and see if I can get a, a, a nice plus price on one side, and that way I can put myself in position to to pull out a decent profit here if it gets to that game seven. And I can bet the other side as well. Right, I like it. Opportunity to hedge uh, for sure. Uh, great call by you yesterday, uh, Carolina. They defeat. Tampa Bay 3-2 to two in overtime. Another overtime game uh, in the NHL playoffs is awesome. Tampa Bay still leads the series 2-1. to one. Um, Where are you at with this series, and what did you see, if anything, revealing uh, last night in that game? 
that game is just kind of indicative of what we're going to see for all these other games going forward in this series. And, you know, th- those games at, at home that Carolina lost, they've been competitive. And I didn't want to get in front of the, the, the Lightning Championship, you know, they're defending Stanley Cup champions, mm-hmm. and they have that medal about. And this is not the Lakers where, even though thinking about the Lightning coming into the series, they were starting to get healthy again. They did have some pretty some key injuries some, uh, to some impactful players for the Lightning, but getting them back out on the ice, getting healthy at the right time, as opposed to the defending champion Lakers that were in the NBA, that that was it's night and day. And I don't like to typically bet against the championship medal of a team, and in this case here with the Lightning. Now you're going to see those kind of things happen in, in hockey. There are going to be close games and overtime games. Everything's going to be so tight here. But you talked about the, the, the goaltending here and with mm-hmm. Vasilevsky in goal with the Lightning and the championship medal of that team looking more so at some of these other series prices. Again, this is a series. I don't think it's the one win is going to make or break either side. I think there's going to be, I think this is a series that goes six or seven games and looking at some of those series prices here, I do still favor the, the lightning and some of those plus prices kind of the same impact here. Can I get the lightning in six games? Maybe I take the lightning in seven games and either way I'll have potential to hedge out of a bet or to be able to lock in a, a decent profit for both sides. Looking at the game uh, today, uh, James, uh, two big ones, Montreal, Winnipeg, certainly um, Colorado and Vegas Golden Knights. Let's start with uh, Montreal, Winnipeg. Um, minus 110 at home for Winnipeg, five and a half is the total. Uh, we know the suspensions are going down. We know Evans, uh, man, that guy got, um, gosh, he got hit hard. Uh, whether it was controversial, it ended up into a suspension. I mean, that could affect things too uh, moving forward. Are you playing this game? And if so, how are you playing it? I did play this game. I took the Canadians plus 100, so it was even money. It was plus 100. I think it uh, actually it ticked back a little bit the other way now. Some and now it's one minus 105 for the Canadians. Jets still favored the, the small favorite at home here at a dollar mm-hmm. 15. But with with Shifley being out with the for the next four games, right? With the with the suspension because of that hit, that's one piece. He's their he's their front line center, uh, top player for them offensively. Not going to be there for a while. Also, veteran veteran leader Paul Stasny may or may not be on the ice tonight for Winnipeg. And then I think the other side here too with the Canadians. I mean, collectively, if you're you're always looking the the way that they've been playing recently and being able to to go in and come back from that three one deficit against Toronto in the last series plenty of momentum rolling in and then we're all about it now maybe the Jets rest versus rust because of the long layoff nine days since they clinched that series against Edmonton earlier yeah I think maybe there was some there was some rust there for sure but Canadians have the momentum right now and they have the mindset that this is not a this is an angry team rolling in their confident team but they're also angry team because of that hit and what are they going to do to police that out there for themselves now I think they got to be smart you know, right there can be some messages sent on the ice but you got to be smart smart about sending that message and not put yourself in a predicament where it can cost you a game. You get some big four or five minute major out there and yeah, you've just opened the door for the Jets to be able to to to, to take a lead or build a lead on you. I think the Canadians here though are clearly going to have a chip on their shoulder because of that hit, all the momentum that they have coming into this game and then the injuries and the suspension to the Jets. I did play it at, at the plus or plus 100 for Montreal to, to take a 2-0 series lead. The Canadians penalty kills already 20 for 26 right now too on top of that but um, I, I mean the Canadians I think the league took away the revenge factor uh, just concentrate on scoring the puck and, and winning this uh, hockey game 
Uh, to me, the revenge factor, look, if the guy was going to be back on the ice, I get it. Um, but he's not going to be on ice. So do you want to jeopardize your opportunity to go up two games here uh, with trying to get back at uh, Winnipeg in this one? And I don't think that they will be right because the 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 culprit and the he's off the ice. He's mm-hmm. gone for four for four games. So that's a huge that's just a huge loss for the Jets. But I think it just galvanizes that team with Montreal right. even more. You get these guys together and they one of the you know one of their teammates, one of their brothers went down and got knocked out. All right, we're going to bring it now. We're going to be smart about it. Let's not put because we want to win this series. And that's ultimately uh, you know that you want to send messages. That's the best message to send is getting four wins and moving on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I just feel like those are the kind of things, those intangible pieces that happen within sports, and obviously in particular with hockey, because it is such a physical game that just brings these teams even tired. Nobody gave them a chance to win against the Leafs in the first round, and they were the underdog going into this series against the Jets come second round here. This is a team that just feels like they, they're they really galvanized in my mind, not only with the hit, but the momentum that they've sustained from being able to come back from that deficit and close out the main beliefs in game seven canadians uh, plus 454 sweep um six games plus 375 seven games plus 575 there winnipeg on the other side seven games plus 525 right now with serious prices I think for me, there I've I've, I got, I've gotten involved that way with a, not, a number of different series. I haven't gotten involved in this series at all. This is going to be the first stab that I'm taking on with this series, taking the Canadians plus that even money here. I don't think I'm going to get involved with that because I'm not really sure. We we talked about the the suspension and maybe the injury of of Stasny and his status out there. I just think those are big losses to where where are the where's the Jets' head? We know where the Canadians are right now. Where's Winnipeg's mindset right now? considering where their roster currently stands and yeah, next man up, all that good stuff. But you know, now they're looked at as the villain and in a sense because of that hit potentially as, as far as the Canadians go and Canadians are, this is an underdog team that you saw when they got, when they were home and they actually got to be the first team in Canada to have some home ice advantage with fans back in the stands. That was clearly an advantage for right. them getting back home and having some folks in the stands. That'll be there. I'm not really sure. I think the Canadians win the series, but how many games that's going to hit? I'm not really sure. Okay. James, Las Vegas is wide open. June 1 was a date full capacity, uh, expecting T-Mobile to be uh, full. A lot of people in that building. Booty to booty, like we say uh, uh, where I grew up. (laughs) Colorado uh, is in town. Um, A lot of people want to back uh, the Golden Knights. I think they're even right now at home, five and a half is the total. Uh, But you're out there in Colorado. You got the vibe as well, minus 110. That's something that I think, uh, like Adam said earlier, people are not going to pass over as well. I don't think I'm going to get involved with the with the, the side tonight in this game. I've, we know the Golden Knights; they've played very well at home all season long during the regular season. Uh, lost a couple games there at home against the Wild in the last series. So, however that translated over in the playoffs didn't really didn't really come to light until Game Seven, and they were clearly the better team. And in my mind, really kind of took over and dominated that game as the game wore on in that Game Seven against the Wild. But but here, yeah, I think it's 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 hard from the eye test standpoint to see the speed out 
out there for the Avs. But thinking about game two, I mean, was that there was that call questionable that led to the, the power play goal in overtime, early in overtime in game two in favor of the Avs to take that big series lead now rolling into Las Vegas. You're going to see an inspired, you're seeing an inspired effort out of both sides for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, there's a ton on the line here. But thinking about, well, what do the Knights need to do to, to be able to get something past Grubauer? Grubauer has been, <laughs> he was had 39 stops that right. last game was spectacular. Now they got a lot of shots on goal. They did. Right. But is how quality of the shots were they? They had, I think, five that hit the goalpost in some capacity. So I'm looking at here thinking for Vegas needing to get their defensemen more engaged and more involved on the offensive end, get a little deeper in there. Now to get some better quality shots from from out on the point and and could create some more traffic in front of Grubauer. So he can't, you know, the, he's going to be screened. I think we'll see some more. I, I just think that Vegas has to take some more chances offensively. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, well, what can that do to you and be susceptible to maybe some odd man rushes on the other side if you are taking chances, if the Avs can get it out of their zone? You know the speed that they have to get out there. I was looking more at the total. Now, this total is sitting at five and a half, Rich, and it continues to get juiced down to the under. And I know we both got, we've got great goaltenders on both sides, right. but I think Vegas has to take some chances offensively and, and could that not only could put the help them put the puck in the net, but be susceptible to some of those rushes from the speedy abs. I was looking at the total here going over the total at five and a half. It's plus 105 now, but considering that that juice continues to tick, if I'm liking the over here at five and a half, uh, it continues to tick in my favor. I may just wait here until I see where the market lands as far as the juice is concerned, but I like right now over five and a half getting plus 105. Yeah, what scares me is, um, you know, how do you tell a hockey player to stay out of the uh, penalty box? Uh, because, you know, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, you cannot go down a man against this Colorado Avalanche team. I mean, we saw that just recently in game two uh, out there in Colorado. Because to me, you go back to the first period, um, you had to withstand all that, that onslaught. Uh, but then you outshoot the Avs throughout the entire game. And then you lose it the way that they lost it in overtime, too. So I think you feel good if you're the Knights, certainly. But how do you control yourself in this game, uh, this environment, and stay out of the penalty box? Got to score. Yeah. And when you score, right. you if you if you get out and if you get out to a lead and you can score and, and start to build something off of that, then uh, then you can be a little more disciplined mm -hmm. defensively with what you're going to do. I, I just I, th I think for Vegas, yeah, it's a desperate effort from them. They can't go down three to nothing and and pretty much parties over there. You're not going to win four straight against those that avalanche team, two of which would be back here in Colorado. So I, I, I think they'll be disciplined enough. There's enough. It's a veteran team to be sure for, for Vegas. I, I just, I, I think for both sides, I, I'm just struggling to really want to get involved with either side tonight, even though I think you'll, you'll see a, a more quickness out of the, uh, the golden Knights because of the urgency to win here. But yeah, I think there's going to be, if they do put, if they do, get themselves into the penalty box, then the oh. Habs have been the best team so far through six games. They've scored. <laughs> incredible. I mean, they've got, what, 10 goals? I know they've been mm -hmm. incredible. And so, uh, and obviously, because they really get there, not only for four or five-on-four four situation, but even five-on-five, five, their defensemen are obviously with McCarr right. really involved in the playmaking as well. That's where I'm just looking at the total here in this match. Yeah, offensive defensemen there out there in Colorado. Um, Avalanche to sweep plus 225 uh, in five games plus 250. Uh, six games, James, plus 450. 
And maybe there's an angle there with plus 450 and or even win seven games uh, plus 650. And then you've really got yourself a good hedge if you get to that point in seven games. I suspect, I, I feel like the, the even though I'm not going to bet it, I like the total better. I suspect we'll see a victory out of Vegas tonight. And if they hold serve there, that's what I'll be rooting for if I do that. So I might get involved on those those abs in the exact series price at six or maybe even seven where we get a game seven back here in Colorado. How exciting would that be, Pritch? And then you can hedge you can hedge the other side and really cut yourself out a nice chunk of change. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that too. Look forward to the game tonight. Uh, a great, uh, a great uh, game in terms of atmosphere because again, Vegas is wide open, expecting a full house out there at T-Mobile Arena. Come up next, we're going to go to baseball, even with the controversy. Uh, interesting games. Uh, we'll go over those coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Belmont Stakes means there are two episodes this week on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. The first is a pop-up available now with Las Vegas bookmakers and horse players Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, Dwayne Colucci, and Vinny Maiulo. They analyze all eight horses in this weekend's race. Tomorrow's regular, or today's regular uh, episode from New York uh, features trainers Doug O'Neill, John Sadler, and Fox Sports racing analyst Maggie Wolfendale-Morley. Both episodes are available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It's sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. And James, uh, Red Sox-Yankees high-profile game, high-profile game. Uh, Red Sox uh, doing their end of it. They're part of it, certainly. Uh, no, nobody expected this from Boston. Um, uh, right now, the Yankees minus 112 at home. Nine uh, is elevated total in this one. I think with Boston, what I've noticed is their approach at the plate, a collective team batting approach at the plate, that they're one of the few teams that, yeah, I know analytics are with a lot of these teams, it, it's driving the ball, getting up underneath the baseball, uppercut swing, and it's about the three-run homer, not just getting guys on and moving them around. But I see that out of a lot of hitters with Boston uh, as far as their approach at the plate, the way that they attack the strike zone and go with the pitch. And they're not afraid. They're not trying to pull everything. That's why they're third in, third in overall in Major League Baseball with batting average. And I think that helps out, especially when you're talking about these the, the way that def- defenses play the shifts now. And, and, you know, I was at a Rockies game the other night and with my 10-year-old son saying, look, this is why we need to learn how to bunt. There's no one anywhere close to the left side. If you just get it past the pitcher, you got a base hit. But I think teams, not that the Red Sox are going to bunt here, but the fact that I, I really look for teams offensively that will use the entire park to hit the baseball. And I think for a team like the Red Sox, going into Yankee Stadium, you know this is a really, it's a great rivalry. It's, it's a great rivalry in baseball, uh, probably the best rivalry we got in baseball I, I i would look at these looking at the pitching matchups here i mean kings i don't know how many innings we're going to get out of king right. and it's going to be a bullpen game for the yankees but with the way that the red sox hit the baseball and evaldi's been kind of surprising and been pretty solid mm-hmm. for the red sox this season i would be looking at the red sox or nothing here it, it, it would the only team i'm going to be betting on in this series here in this game with this pitching matchup going into yankee stadium would be the red sox i hear you i mean with that type of run support too i mean almost seeing almost averaging five uh, runs a game uh that's empowering for a pitcher i don't care if you are facing the yankees 
Absolutely, and then the Yankees are, have been struggling to score all season long. That's the d- big boppers, right? Let's get in and drive the baseball, especially in that in that box of a park there. It's really favorable to the hitters. They built their team that way. But when you keep the ball in the yard, that's really where the Yankees struggle because they do not hit the baseball for right. average, and they struggle to string hits together and manufacture runs. So that's where I like the advantage here, especially with the pitching matchup. Even though I don't love Evaldi in this spot, it's just the Red Sox for me. Otani on the bump for the Angels. Uh, They're at home. Uh, Nine is a total minus 170 for the Angels. I think for Otani, it it seems like he, and he's been, especially with his strikeouts, been very dominant when he's pitched, but doesn't pitch deep, deep into games. And I don't have these pitcher props anymore. They've really started. We knew that market was going to dry up for the most part, Pritch. (laughs) For the most part, it has. (laughs) I was looking at Otani now, because really Otani is, he's not somebody on, he's been injured too uh, in his career. So, uh, you know, not trying to stretch him out too much, but a lot of times it seems like he really hasn't been, depending on where they're at in the lineup, they don't really allow allow him or want him to have to face a lineup for the third time as it rolls over. So I think here for Otani now thinking about who they're going to play in Seattle, it's one of the weakest hitting teams in all of the bigs. This is just, you know, Seattle's a total rebuild mode as it is. So with Seattle being last in all the bigs, when it comes to batting average, I think we'll see a dominant performance out of Otani, even though it's a big price. The only way I would look at this game, uh, I'm not playing it, but the only way I would look at it would be the angels. You know, when uh, he's a designated hitter, he's second in the lineup. Um, I haven't tracked it when he's, uh, you know, certainly uh, that guy when he's, you know, the effect that he has on the bump. Uh, you know, like you said, he doesn't go deep into these games. He does, how do they manage that the entire season, though, when it comes to Otani? I always have a question about I think that. For- yeah, and I think I think that's where it is managing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's in a sense. Do we want to call it load management? I think it's more so not so much the pitch count for him. It's just the third time through the right. order. And you see teams and in, in lineups adjust third time through the order. They've seen him twice. But I think for Otani, he talked about hitting second. He was hitting second, and, and he had Mike Trout mm-hmm. back behind him. So that was very beneficial. The fact that Trout's out through the All-Star break at minimum, we'll see if Otani, we're seeing his batting average start to climb, it's starting to drop, doesn't have Mike trout sitting behind him to protect him all right we'll see if the clampdown affects any more of these games we got uh, some more baseball games to go over uh coming up after the break mets padres they're coming up next Belmont Stakes is Saturday evening, and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit vcin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VSIN store. And picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plunk. That's vcin.com slash horses. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard and James Salinas with you today. Um, James, New York Mets and the San Diego Padres. Man, this would be an intriguing matchup, and it is. It is. Uh, minus 185 
for the Friars at home. Seven and a half to total. Uh, James, I, can, I can't get this controversy out of my mind with the substance and all this stuff, but uh, I love these matchups, though. Well, thinking about the substance, and the, maybe Blake Snell needs to start putting <laughs> no. some substance on the baseball, yeah. and that'll help him out because he is he has not lived up to whatever expectations the Padres had for him coming over and signing him to his contract. He has just struggled. It's been a struggle all season long for Snell. Now, it started early in the season, and he's another one of those pitches we were talking about in the last segment with Otani, and, and, and they're not alone where these managers don't want their these some of these starting pitchers to see that lineup for a third time. Time. Snell is really at the top of that list for it was that way in Tampa with Kevin Cash. And now he's experiencing having the same issues here in San Diego where they don't want him to face that lineup for the third time. And he's only gone. You, you think about what he's done. He's gone six innings one time so far this season out of what, 12 starts the and. That was against the Rockies. That was in San Diego. You know, the Rockies, they can they can beat anybody and anybody or everybody here at home when they're at Coors Field. They go on the road. They can't beat anyone, and that was the only time he's yeah. gone six innings in a matchup. So I was looking here with Snell, you know, the last couple times he didn't even make it past the third inning So I'm or past the fourth inning. I'm looking at this point here. He's got his strikeouts, does Snell. Now, we know Snell is a crafty pitcher. He lives on the black, and he throws a bunch of junk, and he's just a nibbler. But you're facing a Mets team that is, just second, they are right behind the Astros when it comes to least amount of time striking out in Major League Baseball. Now I know the Mets have uh, haven't played as many games as everybody else because of some of the issues there with with the COVID as well as some weather issues for the Mets. But ultimately, this is the team that doesn't strike out at least in today's modern Major League Baseball pitch doesn't strike out a ton like some of these other teams. And his uh, getting back to Snell, Snell's sitting here at six and a half strikeouts. Juiced to the over pretty significantly at a dollar forty. Under six and a half strikeouts is plus money at plus one oh five. That's the angle I'm looking at here for Snell. And the fact that I don't know if he's gonna see enough batters. How deep will he go in this mm-hmm. game? His with this team, they don't let him go past five innings. I don't even know if he's gonna get past five innings. He hasn't even been able to get through four innings in his last couple starts. I don't like Snell matching up against this Mets team here, and they do not strike out a whole lot in, in today's major league baseball standards plus 105 at under six and a half strikeouts for Snell. That's my bet here. Yeah, you know, the Mets, uh, uh, they are confusing at times, though, because like you mentioned, they don't strike out, but yet they don't score either. Uh, So it's kind of hard other angles to look at in this game. So that's the angle that you're focusing on right now with Snell. That's the way I went with this one. Thinking about Snell where he doesn't last very long, and I don't trust that Padres bullpen either. was looking at the total here, and probably that would be the only way to be looking at over uh, as far as the total is concerned. It's sitting at 7. It's juiced to the over. uh, It's 7 over $1.20. But thinking here, I I like the prop with Snell better at 6.5 strikeouts. He's not going to go deep in this game. He doesn't go deep at all. Max, it's going to be 5. It's going to be 5 innings max for him. Him. That's 15 outs. Basically, we're saying you're going to strike out a pr- roughly half of the batters in your five innings against a team that doesn't strike out a ton in Major League Baseball. I don't like the matchup here, and I don't know if Snell even goes five innings. But we don't have those pitcher props anymore when it comes to how many outs. Those are gone, so we, those dried up. We, we scored what we could with it. But here, I, I just don't think Snell's going to get to seven strikeouts tonight. James, returning to the National Football League, looking at some odds uh, earlier in the show, we did uh, some long shots on teams to make the playoffs. How about long shots uh, on teams to miss the playoffs? Uh, And so there's some popular names here, but I like these odds. I mean, if they were to slip up and miss the playoffs, so you got the Chiefs 
plus 650 to miss the playoffs. Um, the Buccaneers plus 550, everybody back to miss the playoffs. The Ravens plus 275, Bills plus 275 as well. I'll stop there. I think, well, and looking at these numbers, I think, Pritch, if, if we're, I mean, seriously, it's, Anytime we're looking at futures in the NFL, you you have to, if you're looking to to bet an over within totals or those kind of things, or you're somebody to go deep, and in this case here, uh, to like we were talking about before, make the playoffs, you got to stay healthy. And I think every team with today's situation at the quarterback position, yeah, that's the challenge, right? To Chiefs, as long as they stay healthy, I I, I mean, I really like the Bucks and where they're at. The whole team's back the together. Whole team. <laughs> and I know it. And ready, ready to roll. Older, and though. I think, and, yeah, in another year, motivated to okay. go get two and go get back to back here. I'm not betting against them, but maybe it's sitting there. I love what we've seen out of the Bills. Maybe it's the Ravens thinking mm. about the division again. And the division is challenging. Mm. I think even there's a lot of grudge matches within that division, even though Cincinnati is, is clearly on the bottom of that division. It's always a grudge match playing not only the Bengals, but we know the rivalries that exist within that, within that division uh, in the AFC North with Cleveland, as well as Pittsburgh. None of those games are easy. We've, I I like what Cleveland, I like what Cleveland did last year, as well as the off season moves that they made through the draft and free agency. Uh, To me, they're the better, they're the better team. They're the best team in that division and and thinking about Baltimore I just feel like for the Ravens we've seen the ceiling with Jackson and the offense and they're talking about him being under center more what does that mean so now you're if you're going to play action him you're going to turn him turn his back to the defense if they're running play action does that mean more of a commitment to a standard running game uh getting up under center I'm not exactly sure I have to think about that but I just think this the ceiling has been met offensively for the Ravens they're trying to put him back under center because they're trying I think they realize that too what else can they do to help the kid uh, throw the football down the field, but here, if I'm going to go somewhere, it's probably going to be the Ravens at plus price, plus 275 to not make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division, uh, and the AFC is pretty loaded when it comes to playoff spots for other contenders. That's going to be a tough get. That's going to tough get. I think they get there, but if I'm going to play this on this list, I'm probably going Ravens plus 275 to not make the playoffs. It is interesting because the Ravens uh, kind of changing their offense, maybe wanting to evolve Pittsburgh. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has some comments about how uh, he's going to have to catch up and learn a new offense, it seems. I, well, and <laughs> for, uh, if you're talking about Pittsburgh and Big Ben, right. I, I think it's, it's you can learn the new offense, but you're going to be restricted based on what we saw last yeah. year, especially at the latter part. Just can't get the ball down the field with any velocity or accuracy anymore. And that's why they're changing the offense. Uh, probably going to be more committed to the running game, uh, but offensive line issues too. So we'll track that as well when we look at these odds on teams to miss the playoffs. Coming up next, leans and picks when it comes to the NBA playoffs. Uh, great game, certainly, but some series prices as well as odds uh who's going to come out the east who's going to come out the west all that coming up next at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER 
Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody turn a $1 wager on the Avalanche or Golden Knights into $100 with BetMGM if either team scores a goal. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks. And get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. In Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Iowa and Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. 
James, uh, real quick, uh, the game tonight, um, Clippers and Mavs, uh, player props. Uh, are you playing anybody from a player prop standpoint? I was looking at a couple of those, and and it was further down the list. I think with Luca was sitting it at what thirty, thirty one points here. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet against him in, in this case here. Right. How well he's been shooting the basketball and just shouldering the load for them. But what that does is it kind of takes away from some other players, in particular uh, Porzingis, mm-hmm. and the fact that Porzingis just he, he, I don't think he's healthy. He hasn't been healthy all season long, and obviously missed the the playoff bubble last year against the Clippers. But really, doesn't have that. He's just not a player that I trust to to bring this competitive edge or mindset. And I think now what we've seen with the Mavericks is because Luka Doncic is so dominant, they just defer to him. Right, and they're just oh, letting man. him run the show and do mm-hmm. his thing. And then we're just seeing guys spot up on the perimeter in case Donkic does have to beat somebody off the dribble and can kick it out when any kind of help comes over. But looking at Porzingis here and what his props were, there was a couple of them that I was looking to bet against and bet against Luke, or bet against Porzingis and his achievements tonight. It was sitting at 16 and a half points. Uh, looking, he's had two games in this series already where he's gone under double digits. So he's not... Not a, he's not any part of the offense. If anything, it's it's really uh, kicks out that he shoots threes, and he's far away from the basket. And and I think uh, with the way that the Clippers play, Porzingis is another one that gets pulled out of the basket on a lot of ball screens. So I was looking at playing Porzingis under his point total at 16 and a half, as well his his rebound total sitting at six and a half. He's averaging just 4.4 rebounds per game and doesn't hit the glass, and it's just not who he is or what he does. So I think for both of those, I think we see it's still the Luka Doncic show for sure, and mm-hmm. that's who they'll be relying on to close it out. I don't see Porzingis being able to eclipse either of those numbers, so under 16.5 points for Porzingis as well as under 6.5 rebounds. Okay, um, we haven't seen playoff Rondo uh, appear either on the other side for the Clippers. 6.5 points, just throwing it out here. 3.5 uh, rebounds, 5.5 assists as well, just a half for three-pointers. Rondo's just, you know, he's still trying to, it was the mid or let, you know, trade deadline uh, move where I kind of think we see now, I think they wanted to have that veteran presence mm-hmm. and a facilitator out there that, and a defender too. He's a good ball defender, on ball defender, but that's not the matchup here for Dallas. Right. He's not going to go guard Donkic, right? He's out there to guard the other team's point guard. In this case, Donkic is the points forward for them. So Rondo's really been a non-factor fact that also he really hasn't been there for very long and, it's just a totally different scenario than what he was with the Lakers yeah. last year. So he's just really not engaged or not involved in this from facilitating an offense, still trying to get used to the players here. He's been banged up too, you know, at least in the regular season, as were a number of other Clippers to build anything. I, I don't want anything to do with any of Rondo's points. If I was or any of his, his props here, I think if I was playing anything with Rondo, it, everything would be under. He just really hasn't been a non-factor, but I think thinking about this team uh, for the Clippers, now how much they missed that instant offense with Lou Williams. And right. that was the trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. having him there. I think they could use some uh, some some help off the bench to score, and that's not what we're seeing out of the Clippers now. So that trade did not work out so well, at least thus far in the playoffs for the Clippers. Okay, James, let's look at some odds to win the East. Uh, right now we have uh, the Nets minus 135, the Bucks plus 270. Um, not touching the Sixers at plus 450. Uh, the Hawks, interesting there at 14-1 as well. 
That's that, that, an unfortunate situation. But like we talked about earlier, I think with Embiid and the knee and the fact mm-hmm. that it's injured, it's cartilage, it can get worse or and or he goes out and plays and putting pressure on it's It's going to swell up on right. him. He's already had issues with plenty of injuries. He's going to miss games in this series. I, I, do the Sixers, can they get by the Hawks even with, with a, a, you know, a banged up Embiid who may or may not be in the game on, on certain, whether it's certain, certain games, missing certain games or being out for extended periods of time during a game? That's potentially, I think, collectively, defensively. That's the matchup. But I think the Hawks are a, a fun team right now. They're playing with full of confidence. And, and now you have an injury to the Sixers. I don't want to play the Hawks to go to, to make it through the East because they're obviously going to have to to run into, if they did get by the Sixers, run into either the Nets or the Bucks here. But that's kind of where I, I, you see. I think you see, Pritch, how I've been attacking these series prices and or alternate series, the correct series way that they'll close out. Mm-hmm. I'm just not one. I'm just not wired that way where I'm looking at laying laying money. And it's looking at ways to where I can get good plus money on one side. And if it makes it through to where I think all these series are going to go, they're going six. They're going past five games. I think for me. I'm not going to lay a dollar thirty-five for the Nets, but ultimately this feels like now because of the injury to Embiid with the Sixers that now this second-round series with the Nets and the Bucks almost feels like it's the Eastern Conference Championship because I just don't see Embiid being able to pull through. So uh, I'm not going to go against the Nets here. It's just too there's too much firepower on that team to say I've, I would like the Bucks to take them plus two seventy. If I was going to do that, mate, yeah. It, that would be the only way to go because of the plus money, but I'm not going to do it because I think the Nets make it through and get to the finals. Yeah, when you look at the Nets minus 135, obviously, I mean, uh, that could be attractive to grab right now. Uh, but yet they do, uh, and a lot of people believe this, have a tough series against the Bucks, though. Uh, so it is a hard choice. I get what you're saying right there. It's a hard choice right now. Uh, how about odds to win the West? The Jazz, they're plus 110. The Suns, obviously, we know who they're matched up against with the uh, Nuggets. Uh, plus 325, the Nuggets plus 550, Clippers plus 500, and the Mavericks 12 to 1. Still have to establish who moves on in that matchup, though. Uh, uh, waiting, uh, the Jazz will be waiting at plus 110 right now as well. It's a short number in favor of the Jazz, and rightfully so. They're going to have the the home court advantage through this ser- through both series. They make it to the the Western Conference Finals. I think the concern for me with the Jazz now is what's going to be the status of Mike Conley, and he had just started coming back from a, a long layoff with his hamstring injury. Now that's flared up on him again. I got to check his status because be, when you have him paired up with now, what's with Spider Mitchell looks he, he as each game progressed through. You know, he didn't play game one in that series against Memphis, but I think as each game progressed, you could see a little bit more confidence that he had in that ankle that sidelined him for uh, roughly five weeks toward at the, at the end of the season. Now he looks like he's back into form, playoff form. We saw how he can take over a game, especially last year in the bubble in that series against the, the Nuggets. He has the capacity to do that, and he's going to have to do that for Conley, depending on Conley's health status going forward. Now not just play at an all-star level, he's going to have to play at a superstar level to carry the the jazz and mm-hmm. i think he can i think he's fully capable of doing that and the way that the jazz shoot the basketball from the perimeter and share the ball even though clarkson comes off and off the bench and gives him a great lift although he never made a a, a touch that he didn't like to fire up from three 
do shot selection sometime with Clarkson. <laughs> a lot of confidence with that guy <laughs> going out there, but it can hurt your offense sometimes too. But I think with the Jazz, they're clearly, if Conley is going to come back, we'll see what the rest does for him. If he can come back and make it through the playoffs, I, I just can't see one of these other teams here, especially with the status of, of Chris Paul. He's not going to get any better either. He's right. clearly banged up and not going to be able to score. Uh, it's, to me, it's the Jazz or nothing, even though Mike Conley's status is really concerning. It is concerning, uh, but I tell you what, Mitchell uh, stepping up. But you remember when Shaq called him out uh, at the beginning of the year, did not think yep. that he was an MVP type of player. And uh, you never know what that does to a young player in terms of motivation. Uh, and so if this is his moment, we, we've seen uh, Booker step up big time in a closeout situation. Uh, I think Mitchell knows that the Jazz, if Connolly's not going to be there, uh, give him some time to rest. And, and so certainly uh, Mitchell being able to step up uh, to get them to the Western Conference Finals. And that's big for him, the rest piece you talked about. It was a high ankle sprain that he suffered, missed the last five weeks, missed game one. And then not that his... He, not that he was needed entirely for that series. Once they got that first win, uh, it was pretty clear that they were going to be able to do what they needed to do to, to finish off the, the Grizzlies upstart team, but beat them in five games. Now he's got a chance to rest. Really what I want to see out of Spider Mitchell, though, he kind of did still defer to that jump shot and, and still more shots away from the basket than what we saw last year in the playoff bubble where, man, he was just getting everything. Uh, not that he wasn't shooting the ball from the outside very well, which he did, but also some spectacular plays plays getting to the rim and playing above the rim he's fully capable of that so some more rest for that ankle to where he fully clearly feels like all right I'm back to being the scorer that I was when prior to the injury and being able to go both sides not only shoot from three but get above the rim and finish and this the way the Jazz have been sharing the ball and they're it's a very confident team that Mm -hmm. shoots the ball really well really difficult to guard I just don't like what what teams we have here in the west to say yeah these are the teams that there's a matchup here even if with the Suns and a banged-up Chris Paul. I don't like where the Clippers' head is at. We've already talked about the Clippers and not not a championship mindset if you're trying to tank games to set yourself up for a, a certain opponent. I like the Jazz here. I can't find another play here yeah. that I would want to take to come out of the West. I do, too. I mean, the Nuggets are there at plus 550. Um, and in, in terms of the healthiest teams right now, it's probably the Nuggets and the Jazz. I mean, even with Conley. When you look at everybody else, well, we'll or the impact, too, yeah. though. Yeah, I think for the Nuggets, we'll see if Will Barton gets back, and he's been out for a long time, too. But for the Nuggets, I think somewhere, it's probably going to be this series, it's with the Suns, that the impact that Jamal Murray had on them in the bubble, hitting clutch shot after clutch shot, that's what's going to be missed, because Michael Porter Jr. can do it for a quarter, but he's not going to be the guy to sustain you for a series. I don't like the Nuggets to be able to make it to the finals. All right, good luck with everything, and have a great weekend, James. Thanks, my friend. You too. Be safe out there. Absolutely. We will do that. That'll do it for the show today. My guys in the desert coming up next. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.